0: This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore, in for Sasha Ann Simons. When it comes to comedy, Chicago has a rich history of improv and stand-up stars. But what about humor that puts the city itself at its core? Comedy that puts the spotlight on familiar characters and settings, but can still get a laugh from a viewer who's from out of town. Well, the workplace comedy Southside is all that and more.
1: Thank you, kind sir. Can I have five more mild sauces? I really love the stuff. Hey, Donovan, your guy over here talking about he wants
0: five mild sauces. Uh, you got old and new mild sauce stains on your clothes. How about you just take that chicken, rub it on your outfit? You're trapped on a roof. Uh, Can you just describe your surroundings?
2: Okay, yeah, let's see. Uh, a lot of trees. Uh, there are people. Uh, mostly African American. Okay,
0: you just described all the South Shore. So, can you just scream?
2: All
0: right. Oh! The show's second season dropped in November on HBO Max, where you can stream all of its episodes. And fair warning, it's easy to binge. (laughs) Joining us now to share some background on Southside are two of the minds behind it. Bashir Sahaluddin is an actor, comedian, and co-creator of Southside. Bashir, welcome to Reset.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: And Diallo Riddle is also an actor, a producer, and co-creator of the show. Diallo, welcome.
1: Hey fun to be here.
0: Okay, so I finished binge-watching Season 2 a couple of days ago, and find myself cracking up out loud. For those unfamiliar with the show, tell us about the premise.
2: Well, you know, Southside is uh, a workplace comedy set at a rent-to-own store uh, in Inglewood, and the idea is that this is a place where, you know, people can come and rent appliances and furniture and things like that, but, of course, uh, you know, Sometimes people aren't able to keep up their payments, and then and then some of our characters have to go and get the stuff back. And, you know, we thought it would be a really fun show because we said, hey, these guys have to drive all around Chicago. And what this allows us is that we can actually get comedy from all parts of the city. So, you know, even though the show is set in a store, we don't use the store as the source of all of our storylines or even all of our comedy. It's kind of just a starting place that gives us a really great launch pad to get out into the city. And so our show is able to do comedy about everything from aldermen to, you know, people who work for the Postal Service to the Chicago White Sox, you know, North Side, South Side, pretty much all points in between. We really do try to, you know, sort of turn the city of Chicago into like Springfield uh, from The Simpsons, where comedy can kind of come from anywhere.
0: The show is a family affair. You have a mm-hmm. lot of relatives on there, Bashir.
2: Yeah, I do. Uh, every time I look up, somebody's telling me they're related to me and then saying uh, to me how good they are in front of the camera. You know, so we try to make it happen.
1: Sometimes people just walk up
2: on set and say, like,
1: hey, Bashir, it's your, I'm your long-lost cousin. Let me get that part. Yeah,
2: and I go, okay, all right. Uh, you know, all we right. feel like a lot of the time some of the funniest people in our lives are our family and our friends. And, you know, Southside features family members of mine and really, you know, good friends from high school. Um, and even a couple from college. So it's just a really great uh, way to to sort of show America, both for Diallo and I, uh, and give America a chance to laugh at some of the funny people who have been making us laugh all our lives.
0: And and some of those relatives are your siblings and your Mm -hmm. wife.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, My wife plays my partner on television. My uh, brother Sultan co-created the show with us. I have another sister who's on the show, uh, Stacy, fan favorite a real spicy character who works at the center place and doesn't have time for a lot. Uh, So, you know, we just really, you know, we end up having a lot of fun. And I think what's cool about it all being family and friends is, you know, all of us really appreciate the opportunity that we have. You know, we're most of us are from the South side. uh, And the idea that we get to make a comedy show where we're from, uh, that features our humor and, and people we really love is we understand how special that is. and We do not take that for granted.
0: Diallo, how did you two first come up with this idea for the South Side?
1: This idea technically comes from when uh, Bashir was at home, I believe it was during Thanksgiving break one year, and uh, his brother and their friend Q, who plays Quincy on the show, uh, was telling him about his time working at Rena center and, you know, regaling them the stories of, like, what it was really like to have to repossess a TV from a cousin or somebody, you know, who you knew one one degree of separation. So he was like, wow, this is, like, nothing I've ever heard of or ever seen on TV before. This is a great idea for a show. And when we went in and pitched that show, uh, you know, you could just tell, like, immediately, like, a lot of times, you know, people in these executive suites in Hollywood, they haven't heard stories from sort of like, for the lack of a better term, sort of like middle class and lower class settings. So they were immediately on board. We were on board because, again, we knew that there was there was humor here, even under the most tragic sort of, you know, predatory lending, you know, schemes. There's there's always like a layer of funny in any tragedy. And uh, we decided that this would be the vehicle for that thing.
0: The show is so Chicago with its slang and references, and it's also joyful When I was watching the other day, I thought, this feels like I'm at a Bud Billiken parade. Uh, Tell me what you're trying to show about the city.
2: We actually set an episode of Bud Billiken, um, and then, you know, because of COVID, uh, the parade didn't happen. Um, But I think you nailed it, Natalie. I think it's really just about us saying, hey, guys, there's so many different places where you can see challenged and violent portrayals of the city but we're from there, and that really is, you know, a very uh, small but significant drop in a, in, a, in a fairly sizable pond, because the other experience is fun and silliness and joy and people hanging out. And you know, I was literally just there over the summer. I've forgotten that folks on the south side will hang out like behind the museum, besides an industry. On Saturday night, people don't even probably you know don't even know what that is, but you'll see mm-hmm. cars and and motorcycles and everybody just you know just kind of hanging out and uh, really enjoying that balmy swampy Chicago summer weather. And so I think for us it was really important to say let's let the city of Chicago speak for itself and let's show them the brighter side because in our experience, especially for our viewers and for people who you know do live in blue collar communities, you know there's only so much negativity that is, you know, at some point, you're like, can I can I just see something fun and happy and joyful? And, and can we just laugh? Can we enjoy each other's company and laugh and have, you know, a fellowship and, and break bread and be silly together? And, and you know, I think that is the spirit that I think engulfs the Bud Billigan Parade. That's spirit of celebration. Uh, that's actually one of the reasons why we have so many episodes where there are big events on our show. Because I always tell people Chicago is real big on, like, events and, and turn ups and picnics and, you know, the uh, uh, like the Chosen Few dance they do in the Silver Room. And I think as much as our show can be a place where people can come together and have a good time, I think we're living up to, uh, you know, one of the standards we set for ourselves and also providing, you know, viewers from Chicago and not from Chicago with a great place uh, to just have a great time.
0: But for those non-Chicagoans, do you ever worry that the local references might be lost on them?
2: I mean, Diallo could probably answer that best because he's
1: from Atlanta. Yeah, I, I mean, I what ha-
0: do you... Yeah, I was going to say, I am i am the one interloper.
1: Uh, I yeah. am the one person sort of involved in the show who is not from the south side of Chicago, specifically from the south side of Chicago. We only have a whole bunch of north-siders infiltrating the show. Like, I'm literally, you know, from Atlanta. But I think that one thing that's kind of cool about it is that if I'm laughing, then clearly you don't need to be from Chicago. I recognize that... When we make references extremely Chicago, Chicagoans get that extra layer of laughter off of it. But uh, for my purposes, yeah, I mean, like, I think that it's important that we always be so specific that the humor is universal. We always use the reference of Seinfeld. I I had never stepped foot in New York, but I used to love Seinfeld because they had very New York references. And yet I totally knew what the significance of a marble rye was.
0: Bashir, I have to ask, why mm-hmm. do you all mention Kenwood High School all the time? Man. What about all the other high schools in Chicago?
2: I just want to go on the record and really just, I want to denigrate my own TV show right now and say that <laughs> I went to Whitney Young High School. There's only one Whitney Young reference. There's at least two Kenwood references. Uh, last season we had Hirsch. We had, I think, oh, this season we had uh, Simeon. And we had Julian and some other ones. I just want to say Kenwood got the lion's share this year, and I don't know how that happened. So Chicago, I apologize. You know, if we get another season, I'm going to make sure and keep it more even because, you know, Kenwood's cool. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to, like, diss Kenwood, but I'm like, come on, man, we got other schools.
0: I got love for Kenwood, but I'm just going to put a plug in that you all mentioned Morgan Park, okay?
2: (laughs) Morgan Park, we should mention, you know, I want to mention, like, Steinmetz and Lane Tech. We did actually, one of my favorite mentions, though, this season, we did mention St. Ignatius. But I do think when you're from Chicago, your high school is actually a very big part of your identity. So whether you went to, you know, Whitney Young or New Trier, uh, wherever where you went it really tells people, you know, for good or for bad, it tells them kind of some things about you. And I've it that, you know, people. In city, Yeah, in that's definitely one of the first things that comes up when you meet on the Chicagoans. is like, all right, where'd you go to high school?
0: Yep. Diallo, your character in the show, Alan Gale, runs for alderman of the fictional 51st Ward in a tight campaign against his rival. Let's listen to a highlight.
1: He's been missing from the 51st Ward. Bethune, he treats the community like a side piece. He's always like, oh, hey, 51st, oh, oh you up? oh, you know, I'm just in D.C. doing my thing, but I might stop by, you know, for a day. Shame on you, sir. 51st, I'm Alan Gale. I'm a real man. I'm going to put a ring on it.
0: Tell <laughs> us more about Alan Gale and how you tied Chicago politics into so much of the show's humor.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, he does bring politics into it, but I will say that as a man who will definitely say anything to get elected. I think that um, Alan is a lot less of a chameleon than he thinks he is i think he thinks that he can sort of get over and and get by on people in his infinite quest for power um but i also think that he you know we used him as a vehicle to show another side of 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 chicago i i had a, some i had a person reach out to me on on social media is like hey um you know i i used to work in chicago politics i used to work for two different aldermen and and, and she was basically like your portrayal of, of Alan Gale is not far from either of those two people. <laughs> and I think that that's because we we based a lot of that character, especially in season two, on on some of the crazier sort of stories that we had read about things that Alderman had done uh, and had done to get elected. Uh, it, we actually watched an Aldermanic debate um, mm-hmm. on YouTube, um, and we sort of based that scene on that clip. So, Again, we always wanted to make a show that was funny, but also funny because it was striking at some of the authentic, real things that have happened in Chicago.
2: That debate that we did was modeled after the debate that Rhymefest had, uh, because it was done on local news, and it was two of them at a the table, and the moderator sat at the other side of the table. So aesthetically um, and energetically, the the debate was modeled after Rhymefest debate, and it's really cool because Rhymefest actually is on season two.
0: Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. Our guests are Diallo Riddle and Bashir Sahaluddin, co-creators of workplace comedy Southside. They're telling us about how the show came together, what inspired it, and more. There are so many amazing local Chicago actors on the show, like my pal Nikki Brooks, Sidney Charles, Ron O.J. Parson, Ron Connor as Bluto. (laughs) How was the casting done, and did you have a dream guest star this season?
2: We did have a dream guest star this season. We wanted Dion Cole. Diallo and I uh, knew Dion from L.A. Uh, both Diallo and I have appeared on Blackish, so we also knew him from that. Uh, but he's a Chicago guy, real down to earth. What's nice about Southside is that it's not just a TV show where local Chicagoans and local non-actors get a chance to shine. It's also a great place for Chicagoans who who've made a name for themselves to kind of come home. Uh, so we have folks like Vic Minta. Uh, this season's biggest grab, I think, probably was Chance the Rapper. Uh, who discovered the show and has become one of our biggest advocates and also gave us some of the funniest stuff. So we just love that we're a place where, you know, if you're making movies and fighting aliens in space or whatever, but you're from Chicago, you know, we're like, hey, you can come on home and and, and have some, some fun. And we've been so surprised with people like Little Rail, who's always shooting movies, is more than happy to fly in town for a couple of days and, and shoot an episode of our show. Uh, and I think it's also because we really do – I think, a good job as a show of not just making people feel comfortable, but of also supporting them and trying to be funny in the way they want to be funny. You know, we've there, there's a couple of names we want to get, like we're still trying to get Bill Murray <laughs> for an episode, uh, Bob, you know, Odenkirk or somebody. Uh, there's other people, but I think what's cool, you know, it would be nice to get a Cusack in there at some point. I think either one, we'll take either one. But, you know, I think it's, it's nice that we have this, like, platform. You know, what, what's interesting is for our biggest market for the show is Chicago, but our second biggest market is Charlotte, which... I never would have imagined. Uh, Diallo will often say that, you know, whether you're from D.C., North Philly, Oakland, (laughs) you know, the South Side, you know, there's some overlap in in culture there. And I think that also helps make the show a little more universal.
0: How did you all come up with the episode that's a tribute to the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
2: (laughs) You know, that's one of our favorite movies. We know it by heart. Uh, I think Diallo and I are also kind of children of... You know, the 80s, the good thing about having a great diverse writer's room is that great ideas come from, from all corners. And so, what ended up happening is that we, as a writer room, realized, wait a second, let's do that. Let's tell a version of the sort of Ferris Bueller story uh, but with our own plot point, with our own characters. And rather than do North, because Ferris Bueller is mostly downtown and Northside, you know, uh, let's do like. A little downtown, but mostly south side, right? So, Ferris Mueller goes to the Cubs game. We go to the Sox game. Uh, he goes by Calder's Flamingo downtown. Uh, we go by Statue of Time uh, on the south side, over by University of Chicago. And it was sort of really a fun game for us to figure out what are the south side parallels.
1: You know, they have a red car; we have a blue car. I think it's the mm-hmm. DuSable Museum that I've gotten yep the Institute, DuSable I Museum. Yep. Like every, yeah, everywhere. Every everybody who's seen. That episode, you know, from Chicago just loves the fact that we did the new song. It's just like, yeah, I I think that that's one of my highlights of the entire season. also, you know, big shout out to Fonte Coleman and uh, Mm the Foreign Exchange for clearing a beautiful song that was Bashir's idea, you know, to say, hey, you know, we're not going to try and just do a parody of the song that Ferris and his friends went through their museum with. We're gonna have our characters go through our museum and have a completely different song that captures the essence of what our characters are going through. Mm
0: -hmm. It was definitely beautiful to see that scene go through DuSable. Mm -hmm.
1: For
2: us, we just can't believe we get this opportunity to be funny in Chicago, and we take it like it's life or death.
0: You play a cop who goes by Officer Goodnight. Here is a clip.
2: Hey, hey! Uh, I need to get in here right now. Okay, do
1: you have a, a warrant? (laughs)
2: <laughs> warrant. It's funny. Good band. Cherry Pie, right? No, I don't have that. Uh, but there are two <laughs> women in here who are fugitives from the law. So go ahead and let me in, so I can get that going, and uh, and everybody can be safer. Uh,
0: <laughs> was that shot at the Union League Club?
2: Uh, I'm gonna say yes because I don't remember. But it was downtown. It was very fancy.
0: I'm always trying to uh, figure out. Okay, where are they? Where are where are they in yeah, Chicago? I think you're
2: right. I think it was the Union League Club. You know, uh, yeah, I believe it was.
0: Um, But what's your commentary on Chicago police, and how does Officer Goodnight fit into it?
2: Well, I think that for me, as with anything, you know, everybody's different. I think in my personal experience, I've dealt with officers who I thought were absolutely terrible. uh, And I've also had experience with cops who I thought were fantastic and went above and beyond to do a good job. Um, I think on our show, we try not to paint anything with a broad brush. We try to make sure everybody comes in and you get what you see chandra who plays uh another police officer on our show is a very different cop (laughs) than the cop that i play uh so for goodnight i didn't think of it uh from the outside in i didn't think of it like oh he's a cop what are cops and how do i make that i thought of it from the inside out like for example one of the overarching dcs of our tv show is that our characters are trapped i mean that's something that you get in the pilot and i think that's a theme that we felt was important because there are folks who do live in these challenged communities who have incredible wisdom and intelligence, but the environment or whatever it is is somehow keeping them locked into a cycle. And I thought we and then we said, you know, let's apply that to all of our characters. All of our characters, whether it be Alan Gale, you know, who wants to have, you know, national ambitions and somehow still get stuck on the South Side or, you know, Quincy, who runs Rena Center, who wishes that he was a corporate titan and is still stuck running Renner Center, that same thing applies. So, for example, my character, he really wants to be a, a detective on the north side. He, wants to, he essentially wants to be like a character in a Dick Wolf show. Like, that's his dream. But he's stuck, you know, like doing like, repo, you know, helping people do repos at Rena Center. And I think that, that when you get stuck in a space like that, it really affects you and it really changes you. And it's a lot of pressure. And I think part of the fun of our show is watching how our characters respond.
0: Before you go, we've hinted at a season three. Can mm-hmm. you confirm, yeah. will there be a season three?
2: You know, I think we haven't heard yet. We're, we're, we're optimistic about it, I think, in as much as, you know, the New Yorker named us one of the best shows of the year. Complex Magazine, you know, says the top show the number three show of the year. Um, you know, the New York Times is always saying, like, hey, you can only watch one show watch Southside Chicago Tribune, one of the best shows of the year. You know, we feel like it's super important for the world to have another season and see more of this show. Um, And I think ultimately we're still hoping that the network kind of figures out when and where and how they want to do it, and we're optimistic that that's what's going to come out.
1: And I'll go even a step further and say that, you know, two things I always say to people when they say they like the show, I always say, thank you so much. And then I always say, tell five people about the show. because really do think that more than other shows, our show lives on word of mouth. So, yes, we would say if you want to see more seasons of Southside, please let people know, you know, how funny you thought it was. And if you haven't seen the show, watch the pilot. I guarantee you're going to stick with it.
0: Well, definitely binge-worthy over the holiday season. That was Diallo Riddle and Bashir Sahaluddin, co-creators of Southside. Diallo, Bashir, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Oh, man, thank you so much for having us.